Welcome back to another episode of the Blondest Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Boda. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Jacoby. And we're so excited to be back here for another Monday with you guys. Thank you for having us a part of your morning routine or your daily, weekly routine. Um, we love you guys so much. We're so thankful for you guys listening to us. And we want to know what you want to hear. So leave us um, a comment on our newest podcast post and let us know what you guys want to see on Instagram. Yeah. and. Always go and you can see our faces on YouTube and leave comments there. Kind of like have a discussion with us about whatever we talked about on the podcast. Um, who responds to the comments? No one. Okay, maybe we should start doing that. I think that should be your job. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about all that. Why not? Because they're usually talking to you anyways. I think you should do it. Okay. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll try to start interacting with the comments, but yeah, go watch our YouTube videos. She's setting up a little TikTok right now. She's filming. Also go check out her TikTok. She just started on TikTok. TikTok is a scary place, y'all. People are like, I don't want to say mean, but they're definitely more cutthroat. They are. They're really mean and they can be vicious. Like some, like the things people say on TikTok, they would never say on Instagram. Yeah, no, like, like someone, like people were just saying the most ridiculous things. Like she, okay, so she posted a video because I just got a phenol peel. I don't know if you guys have been able to tell in the past three episodes, but I'm peeling like a motherfucker right now. Mm -hmm. Actually, it hasn't quite started. My face is just so tight. Yeah. How do you think it compared? We used to have a really strong phenol peel, um, but I think this one's stronger. He frosted and blanched way more, which is actually blanching, not frosting. Those are two different terms, but blanching is basically controlled burn on the skin. Frosting is just crystallization of the dead skin tissue. It's wiped away. If you never know the difference between blanching and frosting as an esthetician, wipe the skin with like water or a toner. And if it wipes away, it was frosting. If it's still bright white, it's blanching. And blanching is more intense than frosting. Frosting is more common with like Jesner peels or any peel with like salicylic acid. And then blanching is going to be more TCA phenol based. Um, I would say it's really hard for me to compare because with the last one, it was my first time ever doing a peel like that. So it was just like insane. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. how much it brought up. But this one... And now that I've had so many chemical peels, it's like, you know, like even if I did the old one, it wouldn't have been the same result as when I did it the first time. Exactly. But this one, like it, there's a layer. Like my skin is like, thick. it's like a thick, like especially like in this area, it's like thick and tight. But yeah. anyways, these people were like, oh my God, his pores basically like saying I have the Grand Canyon on my face. And I was like, okay. And then just like so many people being like, oh my gosh, he's friend zoned and he is getting acid poured on his face. Like, good luck, buddy. Like, okay. Like, I, I never, never don't want to be in the friend zone. So that's okay. But these comments just really, you really got the bad side of my face. No, you're beautiful. Did you put that on Instagram? No. Is it on the Bondas page? No. If, mm, not it's my not side bad. profile. You, I think you need to love yourself. Okay, can more. can you just delete it and we'll like redo it? Okay. But um, yeah. What are some of the other mean comments that we've gotten? I just like to talk about. Um, them. someone was like roasting me for like using clean gloves to scoop out product, and they're like you should use a tongue depressor. I'm like, bitch, B B F R. Is it B B F R? B F F R. Yeah, that one. B F F R. Like, no one does that. 
Yeah. No one does that. Like, if your gloves are clean and they're fresh gloves, like, why can't? Yeah. That's stupid. No, like, like Savannah changes her gloves during a treatment. Like, like 87 times. Yeah. If I so, touch something, I change my gloves. Yeah, exactly. And so... And also, too, like, just, like, hop off my dick. Like, they're like, you would fail state boards. Well, yeah, no one does. Oh, my God. You're supposed to use hand sanitizer, like, every three seconds when you're doing a state board test. Like, no one does that in the real world, okay? And I'm a very sanitized, clean person. Yeah. Like, I am, like, weirdly... Like, I clean everything. I make the girls wipe down every single product every single night, even if we didn't use it. Like, yeah. I'm a psycho about cleaning, so. But Savannah's doing really cool TikToks right now where she is, <laughs> where she's doing, like, day in the life and, like, get ready with me's and stuff like that. That's just, like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's more detailed than your Instagram, but it's just a different vibe. And yeah, it's like more it. of, like, my life um, and just less, like, product yeah talking about like skincare products and my treatments it's just more like my life yeah and it's it's cool. it's just a different vibe that. but it is taking a lot more of her time so it is it's just like like this morning this girl was crazy she was filming her instagram story and two tiktoks at the exact same time like all three videos like literally like swipe record swipe record swipe record and i was like damn the devil works hard but savannah Voda works harder yeah. she is out here hustling that's what I do, baby. Um, but no, it was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And I really like doing TikTok. I've grown it to like 11,000 followers at this point in time. It's at 11,000. I don't know what it is when y'all listen to this, but um, I've only been doing it for 96 hours. Yeah. It's been like four, four days. days. <laughs> so she's, I, I, yeah, she knows how to work that algorithm, I guess. I'm trying, but they are mean. The TikTokers can be mean. Yeah, no, they're just... Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think people on TikTok are more mean than they are on Instagram? Because I think this is my theory, and I'll let you tell your theory. This is mine, Okay. Though. My theory is Instagram, like, more people, like, actually have a profile where they're actively posting, and, like, they have, like, And it's, name. like, themselves, It's yeah. themselves, you yeah. know? I think on TikTok, like, people don't really, like, not many people make TikToks, but they just watch them yeah. and they're like just weird usernames. Like they're just like, you know what I'm saying? Like no one like is like saying it with their chest, you yeah. know, like <laughs> they're like behind like user three, seven, five, one. Like, you know, like when I wasn't making TikToks, like I would just watch them. Yeah. But the funny thing is I've never in my life, like I could see someone like beating a cat and I wouldn't comment. Like, I just wouldn't comment. I would yeah. just be like, I don't like that. I'm going to walk away. Like, I, or, like, I'll report it maybe because that's animal abuse, obviously. But I mean, like, if I saw somebody like, let's say skincare wise, if I saw someone removing their face with a makeup wipe, I'm not going to comment and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're using a makeup wipe. Like, I don't care enough to do that. Like, that's yeah. I'm not going to go and be mean to somebody. And that's karma, you guys. Like, don't leave hate comments. Don't hide behind so, like negativity. Like, just let it go. Like, who hurt you? Yeah. And that's what, like, I, even if I saw, like, the coolest video ever, like, Taylor Swift doing backflips, I wouldn't comment and be like, wow, Taylor, that was amazing. Like, I just don't care enough to comment on your video. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. My theory is a mixture of that and that TikTok, like, like, everyone knows people in, like, middle school and high school are bullies. Yeah. Like, kids are just fucking mean. They're mean. And, like, Instagram, I don't think is, like, the cool app anymore for people to be on. Like, the, like, these kids love TikTok. And so, like, I... And you I, can't really bully on Instagram either. Remember that one time I commented under The Bachelor Clayton's post and I put trash and I got, like, banned? No, I never knew you did yeah, that. Yeah, my account was, like, under review. Did you do that on the Dallas Esthetician account? Yeah. I know. They're like, your account is currently under review for harassment and bullying because I put trash. 
So I guess I, I lied. I do talk shit, but he deserved it. He told three girls he loved them. <laughs> you were just feeling passionate about that season, I guess. I really was. I was like, <laughs> fuck him. You're trash. I didn't even say you're trash. I just put trash. So, but yeah, check out her TikTok and leave nice comments. Yeah. Like some someone told me my eyebrows looked great. Someone, someone said that I was beautiful. So you are. Those are appreciated. Um, yeah, somebody told me... Um, he sure is prep. He looks like he takes prep every single day, which is like the gay medicine for preventing HIV. And I was like, fair. That's so mean, though. I don't, but... It's fair. <laughs> probably should, but... Well, someone thought you were straight. Yeah. So. My favorite is when people think that, like, you're, like, me and you are, like, lovers. Yeah. No, literally Savannah the other day posted Lance opening his stocking and someone responded and said, I love you, Tyler. Also, it's not Tyler. It's not Tyler. That's that's fine. No, people think that like you and I are like lovers. I mean, it's a fair assumption. I do love you. It's so funny when we go places and people are like, boyfriend? Yeah, they they always they're always like or they'll like ask like like, she'll talk about... Um, Lance, but I won't say. I'll be like, oh, yeah, my husband, blah, 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 and they just look at Tyler. Or or you'll be like, um, like, talk about, oh, I had my baby, like, my baby just turned one, and they're like, they look at me, and they're like, oh, congratulations, you guys. And I'm like, mm-mm, not <laughs> mine. Like, not my kid. <laughs> no. That's so funny. Plot twist. What if, like, one day we were like, plot twist, Cyrus is Tyler's. <laughs> Lance would actually murder both of us i mean it's not even possible well yeah. clearly it's not possible but like it's not even fathomable but yeah no i would actually like probably have to like kms if we ever did anything um i would actually have to be strung out for like a week no i'd have to get zapped i'd have to like reduce it from my memory they'd be like, zzz, zzz. anyway anyway that's a little rude t- i'm so- i just because you're my best friend it would be so weird it's a little rude because i would never be able to look at you the same i think she just called me an ugly little bridge troll (laughs) no i just like would never like it would just ruin our innocence of our friendship anyways but um um podcast of the day is about boundaries boundaries in terms of staff employees i don't like the words what's meaner staff or employees or do you think they're just very just like to the point what they are be mean team okay team sure I don't think like it's mean. My I, don't, I don't think staff is mean, but I also like in my. I just feel like it sounds just no, like the no, help. no, no. Like, you staff know? isn't bad because like where I work, people call like employees. They call them bodies. <gasps> because that's that not no, is that like that's mean. That's so mean. Like they're not even a person. They're just a body that can move like boxes. That. I so, say team. My team. I mean, I don't personally say bodies ever because I do think that's demeaning. But I don't I, think let's staff go with team. is okay. Team. team. With your team, how to have boundaries. Well, I'm learning. Yeah, <laughs> but do not take this as advice from an expert, but no. someone who has had quite a bit of experience. Yes. Boundaries ensure that everybody stays where they need to be and does what they need to do. When you bloody and muddy the water with friendship and hanging out and doing stuff, then the next time you ask them to clean something up or do something, they think they can give you a little bit of an attitude and it's all fine and dandy. Or, you know, if you go out and call each other, you know, be like, oh my God, I love you, bitch. Then they think like, you know, yeah, you, it's okay if they sleep in 
or don't wear makeup to work and look like yeah. you know or out like, of bed. or like the thing is is like you'll be friendly with someone or something like that but then they like use it to the to, to their advantage yeah. so like if they're upset with you or something then something that would 99% of the time be okay they'll be like well that wasn't okay because like you're my boss, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so it's okay, okay when like, it benefits you, but when yeah. it doesn't, you're like mad about it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's hard though, because I think, you know, as a people pleaser and as someone that wants to be liked, like, you know, this is my place of business. And like, I want to have fun when I'm at work and I want to have a good, you know, banter and, and you know, be able a, to laugh. And, and it's such a small team. Like included. it's, it's very, you won't, you the max you've had is like four people. Five. I had five, five at one point and I was okay. the sixth. And so it's not people. like it's not like you're some executive who has people under you and you're in your office all day, like in meetings or something like that, where it's like you see them for like 30 minutes, an hour every day. I have to interact day. with them yeah. every five seconds yeah. because they have to help me rebook clients. They have to answer phone calls, answer emails, exactly. um, help me prep my clients. Like we're all communicating all day long. So it can be difficult to, you know, have those boundaries because, you know, they want to go out and hang out with each other or they maybe they want to be close with you. I've had that where I've had team members that um, really want to be close with me and I've had to, you know, cut that boundary because it's just not appropriate, you know. And like, yeah, in a different world, but they didn't work for me, we probably would be really good friends, but you work for me. So I'm never going to let someone get like that close, you know. And it's hard because sometimes, you know, like, one of my team members too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have one right now that I actually like her too much. Um, yeah. To the point where I, you know, it muddies the water and I feel like I hold her to a different standard sometimes. And I hold yeah. the other girls because I'll be like, give her more slack. Cause I know more about her personal life and, you know, I just know her more as a person. So like when something, I feel like I have more empathy for her mm-hmm. rather than someone I don't know as well. And I don't think that's fair. So I think that's why I'm really trying to just set that boundary where everyone's at the same level so that I don't feel like I have that discretion between discrepancy between team members. Um, And it's also hard too, you know, when you're, you know, you're friends with somebody and you're like, Hey, like I need you to step it up. Like today wasn't your best work. Like, you know, and just like giving them constructive feedback, like can be really difficult because they're like, okay, like, and they might take it and, a negative way rather than like that's just my boss telling me that more than like that's my friend like being a cunt to me yeah you know no exactly so it's just like have friends outside of work your workplace is not where you're having your friends yeah and i think for a while my biggest mistake was i would hire people that i liked mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so i'm like from now on i'm not hiring people that i want to hang out with like if i don't want to hang out with you you're hired yeah because i <laughs> think that was i mean it was it was the hardest thing is like i kept hiring people that I liked too much to where I was like, damn, they're cool. Like I like them as a person. And sometimes, you know, I've had people work for me that I liked them more than as a person and just liked what they brought to the business, like to the business as a personality, like a personality hire. Yeah. Um, I feel like I did that a lot. I would hire a lot of personality hires because I liked their personality more than I liked them as an employee and what they did for the business, you know? But I think that it, that, to a point can be necessary as well, especially in your business where because you have, so small. well, that as well as like you have like one position that's vital with interacting with clients all day. And mm-hmm. like you want the perfect personality with that. Like you don't want people to feel like standoffish or like it's too, you, like your, your business has a very specific energy and vibe that you mm-hmm. want the clients to feel. So yeah. if like 
you had someone who was great at their fucking job, but like they were boring as a rock, you wouldn't want them interacting with clients all day because it's like, it can make the clients feel not as comfortable as your business. Yeah. Is. But you know I feel like saying? that could be taught morally to like loosen up. I think sometimes with Maybe, that, some sometimes. people I've had that were really good at their job, but like just a little bit more like closed in because it came from corporate jobs. And I was like, no, like you can like laugh with the clients yeah. and you can ask them what they're eating for dinner. Like you can, you know, like be friendly. Like you don't have to be so professional. Yeah. Like at every second, like you can laugh with them. You can tell them about like, your dog like I don't yeah. care you know like mm-hmm. make connections with the clients I want them to feel like family when they come here yeah. so I think some things can be taught um for sure but yeah I think that was my biggest mistake was that for a while I'd hire people that like I wanted to be friends with yeah. that I'd be like oh you're cool like I like you and that's what I was hiring people off of I mean they'd be obviously good at their job I wasn't just like oh I like you like you're hired yeah well shit I did do that a couple times absolutely there are times I've hired people because I'm just like you're cool as fuck get to work here but I was younger then and I learned from that mistake and so now my methodical hiring process is if I don't want to hang out with you I'm probably going to want to hire you yeah and that's not to say that they're not cool people it just means that like I'm able to have boundaries and like I know my weakness is boundaries yeah and so I have to do what I have to do to have people in my business that I'm not going to cross boundaries with yeah but I I, what I was also going to say is like that's not to say that you shouldn't ever see them outside of work or stuff like that like you should I think there's a place for everything like for you to have obviously like team dinners or like a Christmas party or just like celebration things or like if you know you had a really good quarter like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying or like you get through peel season or something like that like to do something nice for your employees and you can do a dinner like just stuff like that but to like have a full-blown friendship outside. yeah like where you're texting outside of work and like talking about things unwork related outside of work like no yeah I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, but I think for a while, you know, I definitely spent most of my time in the very beginning of my business at work. And so that was my personal life too. Mm-hmm. Like everything was commingled. I think having a son and getting married and moving and just all of these things of me becoming, I mean, you guys have really been here with me through maturing as an adult. I mean, I started my business when I was 20. I was a baby, you know, and I had so much to learn and I was still living at my parents' house and like, I mean, you're basically like an infant adult when you're 20. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And so it was really stressful for me. And I just didn't know what to do. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't know how to be a boss. No one taught me that. I knew how to do skin and I was really good at it. But I didn't know how to be someone's boss. I didn't know about boundaries. I didn't even have boundaries with myself when it came to work. Like, I'd let clients run all over me. I let everyone in my life run all over me. I mean, I was a human doormat for a very long time in my life. And just the past couple of years, you know, I've become a stronger woman where, you know, I will say no. I will send my food back if it's not what I wanted it to be sometimes. You know, I'm making those changes in my life to be more in charge of my life and in control of my life and, you know, be an adult and like realize that like I can control what happens to me. I don't have to just be a victim of life. Like you can make strides and take control. And, um, when I first started hiring people, like I was just like, Oh, you want to work for me? Oh my God. Like, okay. You know, like, I mean, I was shocked anyone wanted to work for a 20 year old that had no idea what she was doing, you know, like, and, you know, no, clear future of what this business could be like we were a startup like you know we could go bankrupt and you wouldn't get paid like (laughs) I mean shit we don't really have much to like fall back on we don't have investors like it's me and you girl like you know so I think I was just so 
anyone that wanted to work for me, I was just so excited, you know? And I also cared too much because I felt so personal. Like, oh my God, I felt like it was someone taking care of like Cyrus at that point. Like it was my baby. I worked so hard for it. So anyone that cared enough to work for me, I wanted to give them everything and I spoiled them and I overdid it and over loved and over hovered. And I micromanaged a lot in the beginning because I was so scared that if, I mean, just think about it this way. When you're so used to doing everything and you know that you do it right and you give someone responsibility to do the things that you used to do, you're going to stress that is it being done the way I want it to be? Because sometimes you can't see the end result, you know, like that just like it's you just have to know that they did it. You know, like there's no proof that they did it. You just have to trust they called all the clients, you know, and, you know, followed up with them and said the right thing. And, you know, it's just a lot of stress. And so um, I just felt like I got really close with people and way too close to where, you know, there wasn't that work boundary and work became something that went home with them. And I didn't realize that in the beginning because I didn't have an issue with it. It came home with me. And I think I was so self-centered at that point, which was a good thing because that's where, how I caught where I am today. I was very selfish, very, very selfish in the beginning of my business. I did not, if it wasn't about making money or building my business, I didn't want to talk to you or talk about it. Like I did not go out. I did not have friends. Lance and I barely saw each other. I don't know how we stayed dating. Like I neglected the shit out of him. Like I did not nurture anything. I mean, I missed out on family events. I was fully focused on building my company and that's all I cared about. And so when it went home, I didn't, think about it affecting people at home and going home with them like I just thought they cared as much as I cared like I was really delusional honestly like I was very delusional in the beginning of my business but I mean I didn't know any better and I know it now and I know that and I can own up to that and realize that like that wasn't healthy but on the other side like got me to where I am today so you know you just had to like hunker down and I think a big thing for me was realizing that not everyone's going to care about your business the way you do. And no one should care about it the way you do, because it's your business. You're the sole one making all the money. Like at the end of the day, like they are just employees team. (laughs) They are just team members. They are replaceable. And I think too, an issue I had was, I mean, and I truly did with some people believe that like SBA could not be anything without them because I love people so hard. And like, you know, when they would leave for other opportunities or it just wasn't the right fit or whatever reason I'd, you know, have staff changes, like I would take it really, really personal and it affected me a lot. And I would, I'd be like, oh my God, like, how are we going to move on without them? Like they were the glue, like blah, 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 blah. And I think that came from my own insecurities. So I'm like, bitch, like you've gone through like five people in this one role and like, you're more successful than you've ever been. It's me. It's not who works for you. I think it does make a difference who works for you, but like at the end of the day, they are working for you because you got them in there. Yep. You know, like you saw out those people, you got them in here and you hired them and you believed in them. And, um, I do believe, you know, without a team, you're nothing, but I don't think that that means that not anyone's replaceable. And I think when you have that mindset, you let people get too big egos and entitlement and they stop respecting you and they know that you can't do anything without them. And it just becomes a really nasty situation really quick, especially in a small business. No one never, ever needs to feel like they know more than you. They can do it without you. No. Yep. And I've had that happen. I've had people do that to me in my business and you know, they're no longer with us. But all in all, I'd say everyone that's ever worked for me, you know, has been 
pretty good for the most part. I think there are some impulse hires that I had that like, you know, they'll work there for like two days and I was like, mm, I don't know why we hired you. Not a good fit. And when I started letting other people hire for me because I didn't have time to be looking for staff, I think that was a bad thing. I think what I've learned is I need to be the one to hire people. Um, and also too, it's one thing that I have to say. It's okay to have high turnover in a front reception position. It has nothing to do with you as an owner or as a business. No one really wants to stay in that position long-term. It's not a long-term position unless you do what I'm doing now is competitive rate, insurance, paid time off, and a 401k plan. That's how you get your front desk to stay and pay them good. And you're going to have to pay them good. And I honestly have come to the terms where I'm okay with that. Because I don't like the revolving door of like, you know, some people pay so low for reception jobs and it's just like kids that are in like high school or, you know, moms that stay at home moms that are bored and want like discounts at a medical spa and like want something to do and they think it's fun and it's like, you know, or people that are in college or people that are doing using you as a stepping stone in the industry and just like want to start out as receptionist and then leave you and learn everything they learn front desk, Right. So if you want someone to stay in a position long-term, you have to be competitive with benefits, PTO, high pay, like so many things to keep that position long-term. And that's what we've recently started to do to keep that retention with our employees. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? No. I mean, I would definitely say it was a long road to get there. Like if you're just starting out, obviously just you kind of have to be okay with Turnover, Maybe turnover, and because, don't take it personal. It has nothing to do with you, honestly. Yeah, I mean the thing you and need it to might, realize. Actually, it could, but it could. But like the thing you need to realize is, like, at the end of the day, every employee is there to get paid. They're not there because they're your friend. They're not there because they love your business so much. They're not. They're there because they have bills to pay, and it, paying them. And they, and that's not to say they don't like your business or, or anything care. like that. Yeah. But like they may, they may all, but. Their top priority is making money. Like if you were like, hey, I'm not going to pay you for a month, like they wouldn't be there. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what you have to know. And I think it took a long time for me to realize like, oh, I'm paying you to be here. I'm, you're not just here as a friend. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to pay roll, So sometimes I forget. Because <laughs> that's, cause that's <laughs> I the swear thing. sometimes I'm like, oh, we're all just friends. Yeah, because no, like I, I like the people that I work with in my job. I like UPS. I mean, like I grew up in a very UPS household, but bitch, if I was not getting that paycheck every week, I would never walk into a building again. So it's like, and I love the company. I, I quote unquote bleed brown, but not that much. So I wouldn't say rush into any of these. Like, like it took Savannah a long time to get to the point where she can offer these competitive benefits. And, and it's not cheap. But again, if you want good people working for you, you have to be competitive yep. and you want to give them a reason to stay. Because when I mean when Amazon is offering all these things and like eighteen dollars, eighteen dollars yes, yeah. an hour, or like I mean any job really, like if you're if you can go do like yeah. move boxes around for yeah. eighteen dollars an hour and get f- all this PTO and free benefits, not even have to pay for medical benefits and stuff like that, like you, there are so many jobs that you have to compete with nowadays. Because back in the day, it's like most jobs. And we're one of the only small business doing this. I mean, I know dental offices have dental hygienists that they don't give insurance or PTO. I mean, I do more than any med spa I know, honestly. Like, I don't know any other med spa that does a 401k plan for their employees or does PTO or does benefits. Like, shit, like, 
I and that's the thing is I think you get so sucked into it that like you don't realize how good that you have it and that's fine if they don't realize it then they can go somewhere else and they can see how the grass is not greener because I mean my brother-in-law literally had to work Christmas Eve Christmas Day there's people at Starbucks working Christmas Eve Christmas Day Tyler doesn't get an entire week off like I gave my team for Christmas break like No one does that, you know? And so if you don't want to work for me, then don't work for me. But there are a lot of people that do want to work for me. And um, I'm very blessed and thankful and grateful that I have that. But also, too, um, having a good team makes or breaks you. Because at this point, like, I would be nothing without a team. Like, I couldn't do my job without them. I'm so thankful for them. I have such a good team. I love them. And um, I'm really excited to see, you know, what this year has in store for us. Um, and I think also too, is, you know, treat them good, treat them well, but don't overspoil them. I used to overspoil and I realized that that just leads to entitlement. And then also too, like, I never want anyone to feel like, Oh, like I have to do this because Savannah bought us this, or, you know, I have to do this because she did this for us. Like you should do it because it's your job. And I just did this to be nice, you know, and not do it as much as I was because I never want anyone to feel you know, like they owe me anything. Yeah. They don't want, you don't want them to feel like you're like buying their love or like buying their yeah. complacency. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I do like gift giving is my love language. And so, you know, of course I gave the girls um, a bag this year for Christmas. They got a little cute little YSL thing. Um, but, you know, they deserved it. They worked hard for it. And I like gift giving and it makes me happy to give gifts, but Savannah is a good gift giver. I love to give them gifts, but I try to minimize it because yeah. I used to go a little overboard with stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, this is me just openly talking to you guys as like homegirls about like the struggles of being a business owner and a owner. I mean, I am not an expert by any means on any of this. I make lots of mistakes. Um, and I think, you know, boundaries is something I'm always going to struggle with. Even the times when I feel like I'm doing really good with it. Like, it's just hard when you're in a building, a small building with a lot of girls. Like, uh, I wish I could bring another business owner on this podcast and just hear what they have to say about it. Cause it's just hard. It's really hard. Like sometimes I feel like if I just was just the manager and not the esthetician, it'd be easier because I wouldn't have to interact with them as much. And I would just oversee everything. But the fact that like we're a team when I'm working with them, like we all have our jobs and like, we're all like a well functioned machine, you know? We have to interact with each other and I like them. Yeah. Like I really like my team and I want to like them. So yeah, boundaries definitely are difficult. Um, I wish I had more tips, but honestly, I think it's just better in the long run and fill your cup elsewhere. You know, if you feel like you need girl time, make girlfriends. If you feel like you need, you know, a drink after work, go with someone besides your team members. Like um, one of the best quotes I don't know if it's really a quote, but one of the best sayings that I've ever heard um, was always be like one of the later ones to arrive at the party and the first one to leave. If you do anything with staff, like don't stay, you know, give the card, pay for everyone's stuff, leave. Yep. Marlo told me that. Oh, love that. That's a quote. I love it. But yeah, that's and that's like you're showing face you're showing that you care you're showing but you up, don't need to be the one not. that's drunk at throwing up in the bathroom toilets with them yeah. like you need to be gone before it gets wild you know yep. and it's hard because too i mean it's just 
it's difficult in the aesthetics industry because sometimes I feel like we feel like, oh, like, we don't have to be super professional. Like, we're not, you know. We're not a bank. Yeah, we're not yeah. like a bank or we're not UPS or we're yeah. not, like, we're a med spa. Like, this is fun, you know. Yeah. And then also you're like, oh, it's a small business. Like, we're not super corporate. Like, we don't have HR. Like, you know, so I think you hear those thoughts and you're like, oh, I can do this. But I think what I've learned is that your team members value structure and I think structure gives security and less feelings involved, the better, because it is a paycheck. And, you know, it's hard when you're dealing with emotions all the time. Like, does my manager like me? Or like, you know, it's just should be just professional, like all around. Yep. But it doesn't mean it's easy. Advice. You think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, you're still learning and that's, yeah. that's good. I mean, you're not perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect. But I think that this beginning to set boundaries is and yeah. I, I mean think after and if you guys Cyrus, are, it's helped me a lot yeah and if you guys are just now starting a business best tip of advice is start out with boundaries like yeah just think about the boundaries you want to have with your staff before you hiring even do them. it yeah. because you're gonna feel like once you first hire your first employee you're gonna want to go eat dinner with them after a day like you're gonna want to be so involved in their life and like you're gonna want to be so close to them and buy them gifts and just make them feel so loved and valued and like I get it I've been there I've done that like I 100% get it but just don't like my best advice is just don't even do it like I mean, you can do little stuff with them and make, it's just hard. Cause it's like, it's just you and them. And like, you know, they don't have anyone else and you want them to feel loved and you want them to be happy. But I promise like if they're getting paid, they're happy. If it's a good work environment, you're not toxic and yelling at them. Like they're happy. You don't have to go above and beyond. I think for me, it was insecurities that like the pay wasn't enough, which I mean, it was, I mean, not saying that pay was low, but just like money in general wasn't enough not enough as in like how much money but just it's just like you you didn't feel like you were giving them enough appreciation just through paycheck just through a paycheck exactly that's what i'm trying to say just through a paycheck so i wanted to do everything i could like well let me get chick-fil-a for breakfast what do you want for starbucks and then they become used to that yeah right and then they take advantage and then they think you're just some old sucker that's going to do anything they want and then they ask you for a raise after two days working there and then they just ask you for so much and ask and ask and ask and then you keep giving and giving and giving and then it becomes you almost feel like they're above you yep and they and you're like you almost level yourself so low that they feel like they're bigger than you and I've done that I've let people feel like they ran my business and I was just the esthetician there and that's not okay it's not okay and you will be fine without them I promise I think that's one of the things I've learned after every staff change I've had is that I'm going to be just fucking fine without them. We will find someone. There's always going to be someone. And like I said in a couple podcasts ago, when one door closes, there's always a reason. And you can't force someone to stay when they're not happy. 100%. And it's hard. And I'm telling you, turnover with a front desk position is really hard. I mean, if I had estheticians, honestly, I probably wouldn't have this much. I mean, I haven't had a lot of turnover, but I mean, I've definitely had turnover. And it's because I have hired wrong in the past and I didn't hire for longevity. I hired out of, out of desperation. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing is like my business grew so fast that I was hiring positions because I just needed someone to start today because we were drowning and it was affecting other team members. And I was like, if I don't hire someone today, everyone else is going to leave because they're so overworked and so stressed. Like the business just grew so fast, but I'm finally at a place where I know how to manage my business. I know what we need to do. I know what positions I need. I know what positions I don't need. And I know what we're going to need in the future to grow and be better her but i mean it's all growing pains i love that and you can't shame yourself for it nope it just happens fast and i'm blessed that it did and it sucks you know that it did but i mean at the end of the day like what can you do 
you do what you do to survive. Your blessings. And now we're doing it to thrive. Yep, absolutely. I always say I want to thrive, not survive. Well, I think these were good tips. I do. You do. And like I feel like I feel like everyone who's a small business owner must relate to this on some yeah, level. Because so I feel like it's just open the conversation. Is, yeah, I know. I know. I just I feel like, you know. I, mean, I feel like don't... I have to justify it, though. That's why it's annoying. It's like, I feel like it's just like, I have to explain, like, I'm not just like this, like, structured business that's been operating for like 10, 15 years and like has all these, like, board members. Like, it's literally yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, no. It, <laughs> it is. was like, uh, literally, a, and I was pregnant half the time my business was growing, you know? I mean, it was hard. I was really just hiring people at that point because I didn't know what to do. I was pregnant, about to have a baby. I'm like, where's the money going to come from? What are we going to do? But now I know what's going on and we're good. But yeah, I hope this helped you guys. And um, just at the end of the day, you know, you are your business. You started it without everyone and you will end it without everyone. And at the end of the day, you only have your back. So don't put too many of your peas in one pod and protect yourself, set boundaries and know that like everyone is replaceable, but also remember to value your team and give them words of affirmation and treat them right. Absolutely. Yay. Because your team will only ride as hard for you as you treat them. Yes, 100%. And I think for me, it was more like understanding that I didn't have to buy them things for them to feel appreciated, more speak to them and tell them verbally how I feel about them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope you guys liked this. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I'm really, really excited to go see Avatar, so. Okay, yeah, we got to get out of here. We love you guys so much. Again, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, you know where to find us. But have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Monday. Bye.